Last time on The Incorrigible Party. Through a break in the tunnel ceiling, the party climbs their way out and onto the paladin front line, finding it comprised of zigzagging trenches. The invading force is driven back by the Rising Four's aerial support, the defensive capabilities of the trenches, and heavy ballista, trebuchets, and mangonel that launch projectiles into their retreating numbers. The party reaches the inner camp once again to inform Sally of the stolen supplies and the network of tunnels leading right to the mountains. Oh, what was that you wanted? More adventure? You got it. You see that uh, it seems that Sally has been able to arrange uh, kind of more of a, a, a private barracks just really for, for the lot of you. Uh, this is a smaller tent than some of the others that you've seen paladins kind of milling about and, and walking into. Uh, very close to the tower, as you had already stated that you wanted to, to remain close to kind of this uh, head of operations that has been set up at, at the, in the base of it, right? Mia and Shaft arrive there first, and uh, a, a few minutes later, Shakara falls her in, and a tiny figure wrapped up completely in a a scrap piece of canvas tent flap comes into this barracks. And again, you are all in here uh, on your own currently. Is there a bed? Yeah, there are definitely, uh, there's half a dozen cots in here uh, as well, which, so if you all would, do you want to take a short rest or, or you want to eat up a chunk of the day for trying a long rest? It is only mid, it's like the middle of the day. Yeah, I definitely want to take a short rest. I think I'm going to sit on the side of the cot, take my boots off, put my swords uh, in my bag of holding, look over at Shakara, sort of point at the bag and... Uh, hand him my sword. Slide that into the bag also. Mia's like starfished out on a cot, just armor and everything, just passing out. Bakla hobbles over to one of the cots uh, as well, which you can see now that you're in the shelter of the tent. He hasn't kind of unfurled himself or, or, or thrown the, the burlap off of him, but he kind of keeps it on like over his head, like this hooded cloak. And But now, you know, he, he's, he's uncovered his face and you can see those that didn't know it was him can see that it's him. As he just kind of collapses, as he's hopping on one foot, his one good foot over to one of these, these cots. So yes, uh, you will all be able to get in a short rest for us to take an hour here, and you can roll any hit dice. Uh, remember, you are still benefiting from a maximum hit point increase from the Hero's Feast. It is nice to take a little break for once. Yes, my bones are weary. I could use a little bit of rest. Buckla, how are you feeling? Uh, better, thank you. Well, I'm glad we could find a place to to get you out of the sun and get you some rest as well. Where are we exactly? Well, we're we're a ways away from the city. Um, we've got a bit of a journey ahead of you yet to get back. How f- how far? How far are we? I don't know. You're, like, you're away a mile out. You're a mile out. So remember, he was completely like wrapped. Like, you know, you took him from the tunnel to here. And he hasn't seen anything in between, right? Well, Buckla, it's 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 not that far. It's it's only about a mile. But 
I appreciate it. It's going to be a long mile for you with your injury. And even if you do make it back to the city, I'm afraid you will not like what you find there. Maybe we could take him to the theater. You know, Jovi could look out for him. Jovi? What, what, what are you talking about? Jolvi by title, not by, like, name. Yeah, of course. I, I know there's always a Jolvi. Oh, okay, yeah, there's a Jolvi in the theater. He's the last one alive. We we met a Darkling. He's he's alive the, and well. The last, the last what alive? The last of you guys? Darklings? The last that we are aware of being free. True, right. Like, there's probably others alive but still enslaved. And I, like you know, make motion to the tattoo on the face. What do you last remember? Uh, uh, home. Uh, in, in the sewers beneath the city. And that's... Uh, and everything was normal. Uh, what of my home now? It is overrun by the Neogi. So I, I cannot return. Not yet. We hope to change things. And the, th the theater is it's safe with Jolvi? Last Maybe. we saw. You know all the little tunnels and entrances and exits and stuff. Like, it's pretty protected in there. I don't know. Please tell me. What instrument does Jolvi play now? Did he, did he have an instrument, guys? Yeah, it was a keyboard guitar, I think. A keytar? A keytar! No. no, 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 no. No. I know it's the bane of most musicians. But it's doing two things half as good, right? It's twice <laughs> as good. <laughs> it's the worst of both worlds. <laughs> and the best of none. <laughs> well, rest up, and maybe you can take the title. What do you play? I, I, I don't play anything. Okay, so kind of harsh of you to judge the guitar. Do you, do you have a good voice, at least? My, my people, we do not possess the ability to make anything beautiful or worth experiencing. That is why Jolvi is so coveted amongst the Darklings. But wait, my people includes Jolvi, right? So how does that work? Well, he is special. And that is why there is always a Jolvi. Right. Interesting. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm feeling better already. Wow. I feel quite a bit worse. Yes, I am sorry about that. I assure you, we are going to be doing everything we can to rid the entire world of the Niyogi. I don't know if I can offer you any help now, but I want to fight for my people as well. Yeah, you need you need to rest. We didn't, you know, rescue you thinking we were gaining another soldier. We just wanted to save your life. Could, like, May mayhaps you could draw a map of the tunnels that you were aware of under the city. 
Did the Darklings have any tunnels that came out this far? There's one place I know of north of the city. Hmm. That goes into the mountains? Close. A, a, a small farmstead. Is that the uh, farmstead in which we left it the tunnels? It does match the description, yeah. yes. Of, the uh, wagoning? Okay, but some of you have... <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, actually, at this point, only falls are in, in chaff. Falzarin, go to Sally. Get paper and a pencil. Yes, th- I think that's a fantastic idea. As, as you leave, I'll walk out the door with you and I'll say, at the very least, it will get keep him busy and make him feel like he is doing something useful. Yes, yes, I, I think that's a, a kind thought, Shakara. Okay, yeah, easily done. I mean, you're gone less than five minutes and are able to give him uh, some, some writing supplies and yes, he will set down and start to, you know, chicken scratch out a, a bit of a windy kind of maze-like structure. Back of a menu and some crayons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's following the... He's trying to get to the center of the maze. <laughs> oh, no. Dead end. Oh, okay, all the way back. <laughs> so, what's the plan? Are we waiting here till Sammy gets here? Is there something you want to do? No, I'm just going to rest here for a while. I believe we should take advantage of this downtime. How so? Just that we do not know when we will get a chance to do nothing again. Yeah, I kind of hate doing nothing, but I, I need the rest. Well, I could I could certainly use some extra time to work on my spell book. And... I mean, what did you guys think about that stuff down there in the tunnel? behind the door. I mean, I saw crates and things and giants and uh, I mean there's obviously something under the mountains up there. I don't know it's something we can retrieve. We could maybe destroy it. I mean, we're going to have to somehow infiltrate up there and and find out where these Neogi are. I, I assume that's what the army's trying to do. Yeah, I, I think we need to impress upon them that there are likely a great deal of enemies below the ground. I would hate for them to get a the enemies to get a tactical advantage on these troops by flanking around them with the tunnels and pincering them. Exactly. Who knows how many hundreds of beasts there could be in all these tunnels. It is a shame that Bakla remembers nothing. Of his time with them. Yes, yes it is. I wish there was something I could do to help him gain access to some of his memories. It would be so useful. Ah, There's very little I can do until tomorrow. I just, my magic is drained. Yes, as is mine. So, are we joining the paladins to go fight these Niyogi? Or are we going to do this on our own. I I thought we had to go find the armor. Well, we're going to give Samuel the amulet. Right. Then supposedly he won't need to, to use the tower then, right? Right, but he still wants us to go in the mountains and, and find the pieces for him. Yes, the cipher and the amulet to go find the gauntlets. Right. And he expects us to do that. The gauntlets are what you need for the eyes of Dendar. That was the deal he made with Isabella. 
Do you think Isabella will come with them, you guys? Isabella will come with Samuel? Yeah. I, I don't think so. No? I don't know. Hmm. So why, why does uh, Isabella want the eyes of Dindar? That is something she has not fully shared with me yet. You know, some crazy cult stuff. Yeah, does it not uh, concern us? It seems like they're pretty powerful, right? That's what's powering the towers. Yes, they are very powerful items. And I do not believe we want Isabella to have them. What What do you think should be done with them, Shakara? I do not know. Hidden or destroyed? At the very least, hidden. So we can figure out what they are, what they do. Hey, Falzrin, uh, you got that that book, the one that's got the family tree in it. The the lineage of the Zelwicks. Yeah, yeah. Can I see that for yeah, a second? Yes, I've kept it. So Falzrin will reach into his bag and pull out this this book of the Zelwicks and hand it over to Shaft. I flipped through the pages trying to remember where I thought I saw something. Oh, here it is. Look. So you go back to the Zelwick line, back towards the beginning here. And uh, the armor of Kalair, the, the Kalair, right? Kalair. This, this is the Kalar. Yeah, uh, I can't read here. Kalar. Yeah. That. See, there's a person back there with Zoic, and he has the uh, the line here with a with a blank space. So they had a, some kind of an offspring, and underneath that, you see Beric, Altenschick, and Zexa. Right. Well, those are either people or places. We know they're places. But you know Father Limick has the, the scythe, like I told you before. Father Limick? The scythe? Yes. The eyes of Dindar and the scythe of Father Limick. Wait, who, Look, what? we told, here, get the other book out. And I told her fall, falls around. The one where it says the, the background there, where it talks about Father Limick and... Okay, I'll pull that one out as well. Shaft, I, I, I'm not sure we maybe went over all of the details. My memory's a bit foggy, but here it is. So I'll, I'll flip to the pages where it talks about the scythe and the eyes and describe how they were all, they were separated and, and lost to the Zelwicks uh, that were keeping them as um, pieces and... I say, and I point down to the to Zelwick's um, family tree and go, this this uh, missing place here could that be, uh, Father Limick or maybe Beric, Alton, Sheck, and Zexa might be the places where the scythe pieces of the scythe are kept. So the Zelwick's had the eyes of Dendar and the scythe of Father Limick. That's what the book says here. So, so these these books, uh, as uh, I think, really, this is kind of the first time me and Shigar are seeing them in, in really, like, actually physically handling handling them and seeing them like firsthand, a firsthand account they're getting. And it's very clear to both of you that like th- these are handwritten journals uh, and uh, of Samuel Coltis's, and many of them do have dates. Uh, some of them date back 
like six or seven decades ago and kind of portray Samuel as being like a young a young man in his like early 20s. Uh, so some of them are very old and they do range all the way up to being relatively current as well as far as entries go. But what chapters specifically flip to is more of a, a retelling of, of like a, a it's like a retelling of events but it's kind of reads as if it could be like a myth uh, that kind of thing right it's not like textbook type of entry if you were to look up like an encyclopedia on something or something like that right but it does say that together a cultist member a family member of the cultist wearing the army, uh, armor of Kalar the full set uh, with the help of Zelwix were able to banish Dendar and Father Limic as this war, these these were two warring entities. They were able to banish them from the material plane, basically, as they're just the, the fighting between the two and the infighting just was wreaking destruction on everything and everybody, right? Just indiscriminately. And they separated the eyes of Dendar and uh, split the scythe of Limic into pieces and hit them both sides kind of losing track of them and uh, you know you're not keeping like a written record of exactly where they are to keep them as hidden as possible so if if Samuel gets his armor and gives the eyes of Dendar to Isabella guess who's coming to dinner Geneva told me a tale before we found out what she truly was she had come to Heraklion, seeking aid from Alamar in order to relieve herself of the burden of Father Limic. Father Limic and Dindar were in battle with each other. They hated each other. Geneva was his warlock. Alamar helped her break the bond. So, Alamar, though, what side is he on as a Zelwick? Well, according to the myth in Samuel's journals, he's on the side of keeping Dendar and Father Limic banished. So, you know, if Isabella gets the eyes of Dendar, we could be dealing with a Dendar problem. And I look over at Shakara. I agree. That is why I have said we do not give up. The eyes. So what do we do with them? Maybe, maybe, since uh, Father Limic and Dendar are opposing forces, we find the pieces of the scythe, so we have that in case the other thing goes down. What can the scythe do? I do not know that it is good to bring that into the world, either. I'm not saying we should. The eyes need to be lost, and the scythe needs to stay lost. I'd say we destroy the eyes if we can. Can they be destroyed? I do not know. I would imagine if they could, they would have done that long ago. I mean, if there's somebody's looking for the eyes, somebody's looking for the scythe. I think you two both make good points, Shakara and Shaft. I, I do worry that they may not be easily destroyed. It may not be something we're up to the task to do. Um, but I also worry leaving any of them out there for someone else to find who has nefarious intents could be very dangerous. I mean, I wonder if Samuel knows that Isabella wants the eyes of Dindar to bring Dindar back, or if he even cares. 
There's obviously a deal been struck. I'm sure he knows more than he's let on. He may be single-minded focus, as is Mia. Hey. Well, I, I think what she's trying to say is perhaps he is, like, like you're saying, focused on this present threat and maybe he has high estimations of himself and the power he will wield once he has this full set of armor and he thinks maybe he'll be able to handle Dendar should Dendar come back. Do we ask Sammy himself? Listen, it sounds like, Shakara, you're with us. You understand the threat that these eyes can Of course have, I so... do. Of course I am. Yeah. So, like I've been saying all along, we just have to kill Izzy. It may not be as easy as that. Why do you say that? She is very powerful. Sure, but Samuel might have all the pieces of armor at some point here. Sure, he could kill her. But would he? If he feels he can use her to his advantage, why would he get rid of that? Well, because Dendar will just be another new threat to Aspara that he's sworn to protect. He said he has no other god but Aspara. Mayhaps he has no plans of giving her the eyes. Maybe he doesn't Good. know what she wants to do with them. He cannot be that stupid. I agree. Shakara, I, I, I can't help but bring up a thought that I've had for some time, now that we're sort of bringing everything out into the open. I, I just worry... Doesn't your association with Dendar, how, how can you... Oh, how do I say this? Don't you worry that doing something like this with circumventing the eyes being used to bring Dendar back is, is somehow going to be able to be seen by Dendar. Dendar could find out that you are actively seeking to not help. I have not changed what I have done since I have met you. I have, this whole entire time, been working with you to save Aspara. Nothing sure, just, has changed just about that. You sure are getting testy. Okay. But you all have questioned you. my loyalty for I'm, weeks. I'm more so worried about your own safety, I, I guess, Shakara, is what I'm saying. What if Dendar were to somehow figure out that your some of your interests are not in Dendar's favor? Isabella has told me once. Dendar does not pay attention to the likes of me. I am not powerful enough for her to be concerned with. Well, I hope that's true. Because I think it could be a, a lot of trouble for you. As long as Isabella does not know. As long as Isabella thinks I am on her side, which is why I have said things that I have said in your presence. To make Isabella think I am on her side. Okay, okay. Like, let's all take some deep breaths here. We're on the same side. That is what I have been saying. Yeah, yeah. It's no need to yell it. I'm not I'm not trying to, to question that, Shakara. I just Falzerin, maybe you can go read your book over. I there. know. I have done questionable things. I know. I am changing. And it scares me. I do not know what to do about that. But I am 
trying to use this power for good. I am trying my best to do what is good for Aspara. And I see that, Shakara. And I'm glad that we have you on our side. And let's figure out how we can get rid of these eyes of Dindar then, before Isabella gets them. As Falzerin pointed out, I am tied to Dendar. If we destroy Dendar, what then happens to me? Let's let's figure out what to do, Shaft, when the time comes, if we even get them. She said we're not even sure. This is the time to discuss it. What? When Samuel gets here. We're not going to have the gauntlets right away. We have to go up into the mountains. There's plenty of time. What, you're gonna, you're gonna get the eyes of Dendar before we hand him the armor? That doesn't make sense. What do you want to do, Shaft? How do you plan to destroy these? I'm saying, when Samuel gets here, what do we tell him? Or what don't we tell him? Oh, well, we don't tell him that we don't want him to have the armor for all of eternity. We don't tell him that we might destroy the eyes of Dendar. We don't tell him I'm gonna kill Isabella. So we go find the armor for him. Yeah. We need it to save Aspara. I know Falzern thinks I'm blinded by this one thing, but, like, the one thing is our existence. Look, Mia, Shakara, Shaft, uh, Too tired for this. I may s- sound critical at times, but I appreciate and understand all of your perspectives, and I think they have value. I just... None of these options sound good to me. I challenge you to be a little bit more respectful with Samuel this time. I don't think he appreciated your your untrust when we met him. Who are you talking to? Falserin. I I will try to not provoke him. I really thought she was speaking to you, Shaft. Okay, both of you. Uh, me, me Listen, too. no one wants him to have the armor <laughs> for all of eternity, but again... That is a problem we shall have to deal with. Exactly. Later. Same with the eyes of Dendar. We cannot defeat the Neogi on our own. My first thought, though, was giving them to the Tritons at the bottom of the sea. The eyes? Yeah, I don't know. Falzern, you still have a contact? I do, and the Tritons are quite powerful, and they have proven to be good at guarding powerful foes. If they're banishing to other planes of existence, why not do that with the eyes? That is a thought. It has been a while since I've spoken to my Triton friends. We could get more bags. What did we do with the cane? The cage and all this crap? Do we we could do that again? Well, that was a soul that we trapped. I'm not sure the eyes of Dendar will function quite the same. It may be best to not discuss further plans in front of me. And Bakla is here. <laughs> oh, hi, Bakla. How, how you doing on that map, buddy? <laughs> yep. Notes to the grindstone now. Yeah, he seems incredibly engrossed in his map. <laughs> like oh, man, if I had a dime for every time we spilled all these juicy details in front of an NPC. All it takes is one roll of the dice, and they spilled it all to someone else. <laughs> so, uh, can I ask uh, a question? So, who is holding the book with the family tree? Shaft, you had that. Did you pass it off? You're so you're holding that. No, I, I have it. Okay. 
who has the cipher that I know you have, but I haven't listened to, but I know you've got it. What cipher? Never <laughs> heard of it. So in uh, in this uh, the journal, so there's there's the book with the family tree, uh, right, which is different than the collection of Samuel's journals. And again, it's clear to me and Shakara that the this this set of journals uh, they're all like bound untitled in leather but it they look like they're they're bound in the same material the book with the family tree looks very distinctly different far more ornate than you know like a, a, a bunch of papers put together in kind of a leather covering so that's very evident just by looking at these these the two difference in these types of books and in this journal that you're you're flipping through, uh, in, in addition to the recalling the information on uh, about Father Lemic and and Dendar, you do see, and, and this one is is like the, if you were to put them in chronologically, uh, this would be like the first one in this kind of this kind of series you could think of it as, and right on the front page of it, uh, which is something that was was overlooked uh, before as. Shaft, Falzern, and Grimby had been, they had split these up and been going through them. And Grimby was actually the one that had the earlier editions uh, as they were split up, uh, if the two of you recall that. But you find uh, there's like a, an inscription. It looks like a, it's like a, a family motto right on the very first page of, of this journal. Again, still that scrawling, same kind of script, hand script uh, of Samuel's. But it reads... Handed down what's rightfully yours. Among trees that scrape the sky you lie. Closest to gold, yet far more precious. Far below the river's fork. Set off for climates of snow and orc. A farmer's aid in arid landscapes. Windows of your soul split to keep them. Not of the coast, but waters seep towards them. Windows of your soul. Mirrors? That is Dandar's eyes. Oh, okay. And the farmer's aid is the scythe. Farmer's aid, ah, yeah. Okay, so water seeping, close to gold, below the river's fork. Do you know any river forks, Shaft, up in the mountains? Yeah, there, uh, there is a fork in the river just south of Drucal, uh, towards Vixure. But is it a climate of snow and orc? That would be more up in the mountains. Would Shaft know of a forked river or in the Vorag Mountains? In the mountains themselves, uh, there is a large body of water uh, kind of nestled in the middle of basically the, the number, the different peaks. And it's more often than not frozen and uh, kind of the runoff of it feeds down into uh, basically there's a lake uh, east of Barrick that's kind of where this river this water kind of runs off and flows into uh, in addition to coming in from the sea but as far as a like a forked river in the mountains themselves no that does not exist to Shaft's knowledge well the snow the climates of snow and orc have to be the Vorgrag mountains and the river that flows down from the Vorgrag does eventually turn into a fork, but that's that's far below the river's fork. Is there gold in those mountains? <laughs> There's gold in them there hills. <laughs> gold in them there hills. <laughs> hey, I didn't say it. 
So hand it down what's rightfully yours. This is in the book for uh, Samuel's, the cultist book, right? That's correct. The diary. Yeah. The armor handed down what's rightfully yours. Among trees that scrape the sky, you lie. The forest. I will remind you that uh, additional information you found within the journals, uh, the first time that the three gentlemen were looking through them, which includes Grimby, uh, you also like had learned that the helm is something that the Colts family has always had and passed down through the generations. Specifically, though, that piece, right? Just the helm. Right. So mayhaps the hand it down is the helm. The among the trees, closest to gold yet far more precious, is the amulet. Because they found that in the Phalaren forest, yes? Right. Uh, oh. The boots I thought they found in the Phalaren forest. No, the amulet. Your friend Bryn, remember? Who? <laughs> <laughs> You told me about her. <laughs> she sounds a lot like me. <laughs> yes, Shaft, I believe the amulet was found in the Phalaren Forest. Mm, okay. Does that, does closest to gold yet far more precious, does that describe an amulet? The amulet is golden, right? right? Uh, as far as you know, every piece of this armor you've seen, they're all gold. Closest to gold. So that could be location of the gold or I think close it's just, to where gold is. Just meaning the armor. Was the dam that we saw with Erica's star on it, was that at a river fork or no? That was like a lake. Wait, closest to gold yet far more precious has to be platinum because nobody knows what that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Erica's dam was not at a river fork. There is a river fork on the the like peninsula that the Phalaren Forest is on. It looks like I don't know if Falzern would know that, but I can see it on the map. Uh, Falzern, why don't you roll me an intelligence check, please? It's one of your good ones, honey. <laughs> uh, Twenty-one. Uh, it's currently what you what you've deciphered. Like among the trees, uh, you all are in agreement that that points to the Phalaren Forest. But that also is a place where the paladins have set up their towers as well. So those two facts coincide with this first line that you've encrypted here. This particular this particular book was like 60 years old, if I remember correctly, right? Yes. And the plans that Bren found for the towers were about the same age, right? No, the, these journals, the early journals, predate those plans for the original towers. It's those original towers were set up only about two to three decades ago. So these journals, these oldest journals, far predate those. How, um, Leland, how deeply should we be looking in to the meanings of the words that you've used to name the cities in Aspara? <laughs> Am I going on a Goldum? wild goose chase here? Because yeah. <laughs> I'm looking up what Opidum Silva means. Opidum is ancient Roman provincial town lacking self-government, and Silva stands for the forest trees of a region or country. 
<laughs> well, that city specifically is named because of one, its location, yes, the Silva, and Obram because of how lawless it is. Which is something Shaft would know. As its, vis uh, its proximity to Drukal, uh, very often many similar people with uh, people with similar professions as Shaft or Bryn uh, often travel there, stay there, live there, operate out of there. So you can think that uh, some of the, the people that live in Drukal and some of the rougher parts are very similar to the population of Obanum Silva. Okay. Uh, in addition to... Uh, okay, so your intelligence check. Uh, and, and you all know their towers are set up in the Filarian Forest, and you also know the uh, location of the latest two towers, south of Fixture and south of Golden. So, south of the River's Fork. Yes. And that was forest area, too, but yes, south of the River's Fork. Closest to gold, yet far more precious. Golden. Yeah, closest to Golden. Yeah, so this is locations, locations of pieces of the armor, of course, and the only one that I think that we don't really know is the bracers the, uh, snow and orc right that right. is why we are going to the mountains for the bracers what would have been in goldum closest to gold yet far more precious is goldum closest to goldum yet far more precious but like how like pieces. do you guys know what they found in goldum because the tower was there the mechanical beasts and stuff do we know which piece he got there or no does any of the nothing in his journal say where he found what right how many pieces of the armor does he have already? He currently has the helm and the boots. And I suppose the amulet within the paladin's possession. So that just leaves the gauntlets and the chest plate. So then he didn't either didn't find something in Victor or didn't find something in Goldum. Okay, so yes, uh, in the journals you, you obviously learned of the helm being passed down to the family. And the boots were found... Uh, outside of Goldham. But, like, our party had no effect on that, right? So we're looking for gauntlets and chest plates. Chest plate. Gauntlets and chest plates, what he needs left. I think the clues here, closest to gold, far more precious, is near Goldham, far below the river's fork. We already determined that's the one next, south of Vixure. Climates of snow and orc are for the gauntlets, because that's where we're headed. The farmers aid in arid landscapes. Now, if we're saying that's where all the pieces of Father Lemmick's scythe are, I, I mean, this has if this is all to do with the armor, then farmers aid. I think that just is referring to the scythe. Well, windows of your soul split to keep them. And that's Dender's eyes. And not of the coast, but water seeps towards. I have no idea what that is. You are on the right track as far as locations. Well, farmer's aid in the arid landscape has to be up by Al Altenschick, right? That's the only place that's really. Uh, Deserty? Desert. I don't know. Like, Mia's interested, but she's still like, Neogi, 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 Neogi. <laughs> Yeah, but this is potentially a, a a path to. Oh, I know. I can't help the conversation at all, as Mia. I don't. I don't know anything. Not of the coast, but water seeps towards them. So, it's 
not along the the coastline of Aspara. Could that be the lake to the west of Drakal? Well, that's what I was thinking. Like the lake was getting bigger and bigger with that dam. The other lake near Barrick. Barrick, that's where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mia, you do know that there. Yes, there is a lake east of Barrick, and a uh, river does flow from the ocean to that lake. So, so that has to be where the chess plate is. Perhaps. Oh, I would love to free my family. Hmm. So, do we go to Barrick and then the mountains? Yeah, I, I suppose we don't know which piece is where. Why would we go to Barrick first when we know the gauntlets are in the mountains? Just asking the question. It's not too far away either. I don't know, but if we were to, we can't tell, Samuel. So if the eyes of Dendar are being given in this exchange, he has them on his person? The eyes are powering the towers. They're the, but the they should be forces. powered down now, right? We don't need them. Why destroy nature? I'm sure he has them. I hope he's not powering the towers. Uh, I, I suspect he isn't. But I, I wouldn't put it past him to begin powering the towers in a heartbeat if he f- thought that we weren't going to help him find the rest of his set of armor. Remind me, did any of our conversations in the past talk about where the gauntlets were in the Vorgrag Mountains? Did they say Mount Necrosis or any particular location? No, the only, like, basically this kind of encrypted home here is really the only type of direction you've gotten other than they're in the mountains now there may be a bit there may be more details here within these words obviously that have yet to fully been deciphered or or i wouldn't want to say decipher but more like you just may not be in a position yet to understand because you've lacked information as far as the snow and orc from Shaft's perspective, knowing about the orcs and knowing about the tribes and where those would be, would I have a any kind of indication as to uh, the orcs that would live in the snow-covered areas of the mountains or anything like that? Well, very quickly above a, a certain you know uh, height, uh, the mountains are always covered in snow, and there are you know there are many tribes that some no longer exist, obviously. But there are a lot of tribes that live in a lot of settlements of orcs that live in in the snowy terrain specifically. Uh, why don't you roll me a history check, though, with advantage? Oh, wait, we're actually playing D&D right now? What's happening? <laughs> I've always been bad at riddles. Emily's got us. <laughs> yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> Emily does not. <laughs> uh, 14. Uh, okay, so you... Yes, while that line specifically doesn't really help you to narrow down the current landscape of, you know, orc villages that you have a lay a, a, a pretty pretty in-depth layout really uh, from the time you spent in the mountains. Uh, so so the, where it stands currently doesn't really help you, but uh, considering that this is reading as if it's like this family motto, almost like it would be like put on a crest. And considering how far back that, you know, this line of the, the cultist line, the bloodline, like thousands of years back to have dealt and banished Dendar and Father Limic. 
So perhaps the the tribes and the population in the mountains then would obviously look pretty pretty different. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure how much uh, historical knowledge you would have going back that far as far as the tribes in the mountains themselves. Too bad Gozer's not still here. If only, if only I knew where Horik was, he could help figure this part out. Last time I saw him, it was in Altenshik. Quite a ways away. Well, that would definitely be helpful in the mountains. The mountains are treacherous and, and I mean, just going around looking for some gauntlets with no idea of where we're going, we could be up there for years. Is that not what the cipher is for? With the amulet, to give us more precise... Yeah. Location. We're supposed to know exactly where to find it. I guess we'll find out when we talk to Samuel. Yes, as much as I'm not really looking forward to talking to Samuel, I think perhaps he might have some more information that can help us get closer to answers. In all those books that you have, do any of them look like a cipher? No, none of these do. I will restate my question. In all of the books that you have, do any of them look like a cipher? Uh, what's a cipher look like? I would assume it would be a bunch of letters and numbers that appear random. I take out, ask Falzern to give me the rest of the books. Like a code or something. Yes. So Falzern pulls out the rest of the books from his bag and hands them to Shaft. I hand one over to to Mia and hand one to over to Shakara and start flipping through it. Unless that poem you read is the cipher. Oh. Well, Samuel said he had it, so maybe he can enlighten us when he gets here. I will look through the book that he handed me just to see what's in it. Personal entries. Uh, you you kind of. You've gotten one kind of in, in later years, so the one you have is about 30 years old or so. And this one kind of does depict, uh, like, working with Blake Lakely's father, Drake, and kind of the development of the first schematics of, of the original towers. And you also learn that in addition to the towers that were put in the Phalaren Forest south of uh, Victor and south of Goldham, there are also towers that were erected on the Sorrowful Isles, which uh, you all know is, is living in the world, is completely, is never been inhabited by, by anything. It's, they're really just, they're barren rocks, small little tiny islands, the very southern tip of, of Aspara. And in the journal that, that you're reading, Shakara, you kind of, you, you read this recounting of, this is like a testing ground for the operation of these towers. You know, putting Drake's original schematics to, to test, in addition to using the uh, Eye of Dendar to to power it. And in this text, though, you 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 would realize and, and notice very quickly that Samuel is not does not call them the Eyes of Dendar. He's simply simply calling them like the power source. Mm. He has had the eyes for a very long time. What, does it say it in the book? He erected a tower on the Sorrowful Isles. Seemingly 30 years ago? I'll go over and look at what Shakara's reading. 
Well, it doesn't say eyes of Dindar, it says the power source. I mean, we know they're the same, but does he know, you know, they're the eyes of Dindar? Or does he just think they're some kind of power source? Well, he knows now. Yeah, mayhaps at the time he did not. Or he was being cryptic. Hmm. Well, he, he has agreed in exchange for the help that he's getting from Isabella to give them to her. So he, he surely knows. Do we know when Samuel and Isabella began working together? We can only assume that uh, I think she was making fake armor pieces to give to him to try to get the eyes from him. So, you know, for at least... I don't know what the hell we've been doing this for. Three months? Probably not even that. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to read more? Like, is this what you kind of want to spend the next, uh, like, I mean, the rest of your short rest? I mean, by now, you've, you've all kind of gotten your short rest. Uh, but basically continue going through these books until Sam, someone comes to get you or Samuel gets here? I think it's the best bet for us to get information. While we're doing that, um, if we decide to do that, could Falzern Ritual Cast um, identify to see if there are any magical properties, specifically on the the one book that looks much different from the others, the ornate one. Yes, absolutely. So Mia, you have no interest in uh, reading through? It's not that I don't have interest. I just think that I've just learned so much in such a little time that I'm just still trying to figure it out. Processing opinions. Yeah, I'm processing. And and honestly, in school, Mia was more interested in combat studies than anything else. <laughs> it's it's true. <laughs> Braun was the historian. We've talked about this. <laughs> He's not here. Where's Braun? We need Braun. <laughs> we need Braun. The frick is Braun. So, Falzerin, you ritual cast identify on the the Zelwick family line book. There's there's no like magical abilities of the text or the tome itself, but you do detect illusion magic. Oh, oh my! This is fascinating. What? Uh, it seems this Zelwick book has some sort of illusion magic. Really? I walk over to the book, shake it. <laughs> lay it down on the table. So you think there's like something being hidden, a hidden message or something that we're reading something that's really not there? I mean, how how can you tell? Can you? Well, I, I, I've just used uh, a small bit of my magic to be able to identify if there were any magical properties of this book. And that, 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 that's all I can tell. Can you tell which page it's on? Leland, can I t- can I tell anything <laughs> more specific just then that there's illusion magic? Again, because there there's no because it it serves no like there's no function or there's no like activation, which is what identify would give you. No, but a spell like detect mat detect magic may give you a, kind of a more of a pinpoint. Shakara, might you be able to help me learn a bit more about the magic that is mm, what surrounding I'm this sorry, book? I'm sorry, I really engrossed in his star what well yes yes sorry I, I know we're all 
equally tired and also trying to figure out this confusing mess, but I tried to identify if there was any magic surrounding this book of the Zelwick lineage, and there is some sort of illusion magic. Interesting. S- somewhere around it or in it. I, I can't, G- I can't give really it pinpoint me. it. And I will give you the book I was reading, and I'll take that book from you. And I will cast Detect Magic. And the the book lights up immediately, uh, the effects of the spell. And uh, is there something specific you want to do to try to... Like, are you just kind of, like, flipping page by page to see if something stands out, or...? Yeah, yeah, turning it around and looking at it all sides of it, and then I'll flip through the pages. More like a, a riffle. Brrr. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, very quickly, you riffle through to the page with the, the the tree, which is kind of right at the beginning of the book that Shaft had already pulled you and showed up, and where it where that single branch at the very top of it comes to to Kalar and the blank, which and then the further three to to Barak, Zexa, and Altenshire. Uh, the this page is is like lighting up under the effects of your spell. Something about this page. This Let me see. Very Wh- which magical. page? I'll show you the tree. Oh. So you that's the cipher? Well, there's a... Whatever this space here that's missing. Is there anything that can... You got some kind of magic to make that? Can we hold it up to the light? I'll hold it up to the light. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold, holding it up to the light doesn't do anything. I will uh, remind uh, Falzern of something that is, is quite heavy inside of his <laughs> bag of holding. The uh, the Wand of Secrets. I was about to say the wand. Yeah. No. The anti-magic field. Oh, oh, yes. I was thinking of like, oh, do I want to burn a third level spell slot to no use need, to spell brother. magic? But no, I don't need to. <laughs> do you know how to work this thing again? Oh, do I ever? <laughs> so. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go, Leland. <laughs> I can handle my big ball. <laughs> <laughs> so, Falzern, Falzern will reach into his bag of holding and pull out this massive um, <laughs> ball. Um, <laughs> For lack of a better term. <laughs> It's a dodecahedron, I will remind you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a D8. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Falzerin did decipher how to adjust the, like, shutters. So he will try to adjust the shutters so that it is directing the magic out just... The uh, anti-magic. Through, the right, the anti-magic, out through one side toward and then he will hold the book in front of it okay yeah you twist on the dial and you create the the cone in front of it and that same like kind of gray haze immediately as soon as the shutter is open kind of takes up and you can very like distinct you can see the effects of the field right because of that that haze uh, very clearly delineated against like the rest of the room which appears normal and falls in as you 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 know you lower the book the blank space on the page it kind of starts to to like ripple uh, as if it was liquid and black ink rises to the surface and it reads good 
Wow, can you believe what just happened? Oh my gosh, the, uh, things are just getting crazy. You can visit us at incorrigibleparty.com for additional world NPC information to get all your Incorrigible Party merchandise. Join us on our Discord, linked on our website. Recently, the Incorrigible Party has started streaming on Twitch. Do you want to watch video games, board games, interact with us, catch us on live after-party recordings, follow us on Twitch, at Incorrigible Party. If for some reason, probably because you're incorrigible, like us, you can't get enough of our content, please support us on Patreon. Our Patreon gives you early releases to episodes, extra inspiration to give your favorite hero, Mia, wink wink, or the DM, I suppose, Patreon-exclusive content includes Patreon-exclusive mini-campaigns. This podcast is sponsored by Critical Hit Design at criticalhitdesign.com. Thanks to Tabletop Audio for allowing us to use any ambient sounds or music during our show. And our intro and outro is by Josh Jarvis. Contact him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com for any inquiries. Happy adventuring!